Hey guys, it's that time of year where we replay the most listened to podcast of the year. And that was Ben Bridwell from Band of Horses. This one's a two-parter, episode 117, which published on January 17th, 2023. Enjoy. Welcome to another edition of the Cause I Have To podcast, when living your dream is the only option. We have such an exciting guest coming on the program. It's Ben Bridwell from Band of Horses. What the? Oh. There he is, Ben. This is your chance to say hi to the people. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this is going to be a great conversation. We're going to chat about uh, Ben with music, sports, uh, all the ladies in, in oh, this God. house. Uh, yeah, he's got like true. five, six, surrounded by so many women, <laughs> and how he's surviving, and uh, what's next for Ben Bridwell and Band of Horses. That's all coming up. Fine by me. Welcome to season three in 2023 of the Cuz I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only option. We are your host, Julie Slater. And I'm Jason Friday. We'll be chatting with each other and guests who are pursuing their biggest dreams, facing their fears. And we hope to inspire you to live your dreams. Now let's get to it. Hi, can you please not be in the damn thing? I love you very much, but go on, get my dog. Sorry. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, man, we got you. You're good. Old, grandpa's using the computer again. This <laughs> <laughs> child. child, look at you. Really want to be like right here, huh? Oh my god, that's great. This child. Okay, hi. What's your dog's oh, what's name? Up, uh, her name's Lucille. Lucille, cute. Yeah. We oh, just love our, lost our beloved dog, Rayla. We did. R.I.P. Yeah. Rayla. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. It's very sad. Oh, Jesus, Lucille. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I love it. She's just like, could I be? <laughs> I didn't realize the seal wanted to be a podcast guest. <laughs> yeah. uh, she does this whenever I like do anything, kind of sometimes. She's like a cat. <laughs> no, I, I kind of very like large, it. very yeah. large cat. <laughs> She's very fucking huge. Child, um, did your did your dog have a have a nice long life? Can I ask? Yes, uh, she was like fifteen, um, and she oh, nice. yeah. It was a rough a, couple last year and a half, but uh, yeah. she really oh. was a tough little cookie. And Can I dig uh, in? Then I'm going to go straight into y'all. Um, <laughs> I know I'm the host now. I'm yeah, the yeah, captain okay. now. Yeah, Ben Bridwell <laughs> hosting Because I Have Two Podcasts. Go. Yeah. So uh, I've been having a f- uh, chat with my girlfriend, honestly, about like she has a cat that's um, I think 16 or 17 years old. And there's at some point like um, – like, shit, if the thing ain't eaten, if this being doesn't want to be exactly, like, when do you cut it off? Like, when do you, when do you let them go out with grace? When do you let them go out with dignity? Um, how, did that, how did that work for y'all? That's a yeah, very, that a very is... tough question because yeah. let's just say to me, well, if they stop eating, that's, that's a great um, that's a tall sign. sign yeah. But, I mean, yeah. at Thanksgiving, a friend was over, and, you know, we kind of felt like we were – not like we were just keeping a bag of bones alive, but a little bit like we, t- you know, she couldn't walk down the stairs. You had to carry her downstairs. She did still love eating, uh, but basically just eating, going to the bathroom, going back to bed. Um, 
but my friend was like, wow, I can't believe you haven't put her down yet. And I'm like, well, she's still eating. And like we take yeah. her to the vet and he's like, she's still fine. So, I mean, until she really took, it was like a 24 hour, like, whoa. And then she wouldn't eat like chicken anymore that sure. day. And it was like, yeah. oh, this is the end. That's but, when you know. Yeah. But then you feel like, wow, did we keep her? We, we were not trying to keep her alive longer. Then, yeah. you know, we weren't like, keep stay alive for us. But also we can't put her down until the vet's like, it's time. So you had to wait. I We waited till the vet was, we were shocked because he was always like, okay, let's do these 14 things and keep her going. And we're like, really? Right. Okay. But then Wow, he was what like, a life. Yeah. Then he was like, yeah. it's time. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, That's yeah. on me. My bad. No, no. Yeah. All good. Um, once you, once you, uh, yeah. <laughs> once you learn the term sub Q. You know nothing oh, about taking yeah. care of an animal. <laughs> when an animal is dehydrated and you have to take I, a beetle inside of the skin. You had to build a tent with her skin, jab a needle into the tent of her skin. I see. Push the water to like hydrate her and it builds these huge bubbles under her skin. It's insane, dude. I've never... What? And that wasn't yeah. even like a big. I've heard that, a lot of people have to to do that yeah. instead of yeah, leaving of your animal. I've never heard of that. It's terrible. Yeah, that's when they're like dying. So shit, literally two. Well, I guess a year and a half ago, she was almost dying. We, he, the doctors, like do this, 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 and that. You could do it yourself. Blah. We're like, all right, we'll do whatever. We brought her back to life. She survived so like kick ass. Great. And then, you know, a year and a half later, it was like, something okay, else, well, something, else, got something else happened. And then, yeah. Yeah. Grant some mercy for Christ's sake. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, we we literally just started sleeping again after the past year and a half. Like, it's been, oh, yeah. it, it's been a very, yeah. very, like, <laughs> it was like yeah. taking care of a newborn and yeah. grandma at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It was Well, very- I got to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like rebound that into like what today is like over here because- yeah. Uh, if I turned around, which I will, you can see like I've got this big bed. These are two couch. These are two couches um, laid out into like a bed formation with pillows everywhere. Yeah. Um, for my babies, um, my my little girls, they really yeah. like this thing. Even though they had school this morning, I was like, hell yeah. That's I mean, if you gotta sleep better there, um, I'd rather you didn't wake me up like and make me come into the bunk beds, which are really tight. Like I yeah. have to like dodge the ceiling fan. I gotta dodge the popcorn ceiling in this rental ass house, um, which yeah. I'm very grateful for. Um, <laughs> but for real though, um, getting waken up by a baby every night is a damn thing. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. I slept out here last night with them, but they gave me like a good five hours, you know, break to at least be an adult for a second. <laughs> you have four daughters, right? I do indeed. What are their ages? Well, let's see. We've got <laughs> let's figure it out. Seven, eight, eleven, and fourteen, or twelve and fourteen. Yeah, twelve and fourteen. They keep changing every year. <laughs> the numbers change, but the girls also change too. It's really crazy. Yeah, that's that gotta sounds be wild. Watching yeah. them get into the teen years. <laughs> yeah. It's oh wild. God. Oh my god, dude! So we've been trying to like. Um, make this house a bit more like suitable for them. Like I was touring a lot last year and um, I just wasn't home enough to like really sink my teeth into like making it adjusted to 
there's bigs and there's littles. You know, we've got those two that are like basically teenagers. One's about to be, you know, official teen. Um, but the, the other one that's 14 is very much a teen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you got the littles that are, you know, seven and eight. And it's like, they're very much the littles. So the bigs don't want to be near the littles when they're, because they're always getting up at night and waking them up and shit. So I've, uh, my girlfriend and I, we've been like, uh, just trying to adjust this house I've been renting for, I guess, a few years now, um, to fit their lifestyle better, where the littles are in one room and the bigs are in another room. (laughs) And, um, once I got home from that long tour, we did like, we did a long one, uh, with the black keys and then went to Europe on our own, um, for a while, got home like the day before Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving day. And, um, Damn, if I wasn't like right, just like right back in it, we had to get this damn thing going um, so they could be, the house would be ready for them by Christmas. So I'm still kind of in like the, just taking some punches mode, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. hard to come back from tour and then we know right. even at the holidays for us, like, you know, your life is going so full force and then all of a sudden you kind of get a break. And for us, we ended up getting sick. Y'all did? Total drag. Yeah. It was a total oh, yeah. Drag. So it was get, just like nonstop and then yeah. bam, literally yeah. just dead silent. And we're the, like, cool. You finally get a break to do absolutely yeah. nothing and then you're sick. And then your body just takes freaking a crap. awesome. Yeah. Was it the flu? Yeah, we ended up having COVID. Of course. Then <laughs> of we course went to Detroit <laughs> and everybody in our family. I was being nice. I COVID, was being nice. COVID. It was bubble. it was flu and cold and all kinds of symptoms that just you know at least for like 72 hours it was pretty it was a nice little punch right in your yeah right in your soul <laughs> heard that dude yeah. um right before we left for tour um we went to go get like um i went and got like another booster shot and i got the like seasonal flu vaccine yeah um but when i got home from the pharmacy where i got it i was like damn i feel like ass and tested positive for covid so it was like Oh crap! I'm about to go to Europe on like be on a flight with like clogged up ass ears and oh, yeah. nose and cough. Like I'm gonna look like and smell like and sound like shit um, because I'm sick. I was like, holy crap! By trying to go and get the damn vaccines correct, I ended up catching COVID that day. I'm like, <laughs> oh my lord! But it was sick because it was literally sick because um, I flew there and it was hell, honestly. But um, I was almost like basically like immune for the rest of the tour. If anybody else got sick or whatever, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's on you, man. I can still, <laughs> I, I can still do this fucking tour. Yeah. Can I cut yeah, on dude. this thing? Yeah, sure. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> dude, trust me, I'm like cusser of the year, and I'm trying to be like polite when I talk to certain people. I'm like, yes, that's so great. Instead of like, fuck yeah, dude. dude I, I cuss. I cuss so much, and it's it's strange, like. My kids have never heard me cuss. Uh, and again, my eldest being 14, that's a long fucking motherfucking time to not <laughs> act like yourself or not talk like yourself. And yeah. um, it's Most kind of amazing that I've made it this far. But I've, I've finally, like, I got divorced last year, which was awesome. By the way, I suggest it to anybody <laughs> trying out there trying to fucking not be unhappy. Um, sorry. <laughs> I kid. I kid. I kid. Um, but no. I've I've become like a person, like uh, my autonomy has been like 
only reinforced. I'm like, shit, dude. At what point? Like even on our last record, I'm like, what point am I going to talk like myself? Like what? At which point in time do I get to be unapologetically me? And so I've started to say words like ass and shit and fuck and stuff. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's well, the end of the story. Yeah. <laughs> now you're finally you, you and you finally found your voice. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. It's yeah, really uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable was, for me. Yeah. I was going to say it's like, either. No, go ahead. I was just going to say it's it's either when your youngest one is gets, you know, in 20 years or or when you're like 80 and you're just like, I don't give a shit anymore. It's like it Dude, doesn't matter. <laughs> so much. You know, I actually, I actually wrote out like a page or two because I'm like a list taker. I mean, I'm I'm insane. I'm a list. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I'm a note person. Um, but I even wrote out like I, I was going to do it on my on my eldest 14th birthday. I wrote out all my favorite cusses. And I was going to like because she never heard me cuss like 14 <laughs> damn fucking years. I was just going to be like, OK, I was going to film it, too. And just shock the shit out of her and be like, fuck, dickhead, fuck face, shit nose. You know what I mean? Like ass dick. All that kind of fun shit. Um, I know I'm cussing the crap out of y'all. You're going to get flagged by the FCC. Now. <laughs> Seriously, man. I kind of like it, but it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of reassuring and, and just like a breath of fresh air because you're just being you and that's it. And that, that's what we love the most, right? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's why we have people like you on here is because you're just being yourself doing what you do. And, and that's why I, I laugh my ass off. It's great. I'm learning, I'm trying to learn how to be that person like to be myself you know and yeah, uh, yeah. well it's gotta yeah. be weird when you sort of live a a public persona you know trying to be yourself but then you're also in the public eye and then people maybe treat you differently because you're famous and all that you know what's funny julie like honestly i think i'm more famous around here for having so many goddamn kids <laughs> like <laughs> oh that's when the I'm, guy who keeps doing at, it all the time yeah when, I, when i'm at the grocery store it's more like I see all these parents around me that know me from, you know, the assemblies and the the plays and stuff we go to and shit. So, um, like, does that guy have a job? For real. <laughs> yeah. The guy with the hand and neck tattoos must yeah. work somewhere. Right. The, it ain't the bank. It ain't the bank. <laughs> hey, what's up with all of his Georgia T-shirts now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Your team just won, right? Yeah, dude. But what about that? I didn't watch the game. I just looked up the score. That was that even a fun game to watch? They won by like a hundred to two. Let me tell you something. Sixty-five to something. (laughs) Let me fucking tell you something real quick. (laughs) I grew up a long-suffering Georgia fan. Even though we won in 1980, I was two years old, Um, so I never experienced it in my life. um, Getting a national championship win until last year. So that was so euphoric and bananas. And that's why I got this tattoo on my hand. And then the Braves once so I got a damn Atlanta Braves tattoo on my hand. Cause I bought a tattoo machine. Apparently <laughs> that's what you do. I guess you don't have to buy that's... merch, but I'm still buying merch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm still buying merch. I dig um, it, man. But yeah, to win two in a row, to answer your question correctly here, um, dude, we didn't have anybody around. It was just me and my girlfriend, Jenna, we just hung out and dude, we had our feet up. We were like chilling. And yes, it was a bit boring as far as a football game goes, but it's also like shocking that after such like such, such a loss. long yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just 
You can't believe that it's really real. So I, as boring as it might seem from the outside looking in, I mean, I was just shocked that we were getting away with what we were getting away with. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's weird. It's, 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 I, I think humility is something that really needs to like get back into the public conversation about the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, shit, we, it took us forever. And um, now people are like barking at people in airports and shit. We can't have that. <laughs> I don't want to. I mean, I understand celebrating and all that, but act like you've been there before, too. Yeah, yeah. Barking at people? Jesus. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> roll, roll, roll. Dude, I'm kind of digging your uh, George Harrison poster and then also built a spill. I was like, what? Oh, I stole that off the wall when I was working at the Crocodile Cafe um, in Seattle. Yeah. Um, I used to work there. as a. They hired me when I was homeless, actually. Um, oh, wow. I had my sleeping bag on my back and they hired me. And Peter Buck, he owned the place from REM. Oh, that's cool. Um, it's wild when that dude comes in. It's like, damn, that's the boss, man? Shit, that's awesome. Um, but uh, I would I would grab certain posters off the wall if someone else didn't get to them before me. But I had to wait until the night of the show. You know what I mean? We're not promoting yeah. that show no more. So, yeah, that Built the Spill show is from um, with Silkworm. The crocodile. I mean, I don't. It doesn't have a year on it, but I, I, I guess it's like uh, ninety-seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. That's rad, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, they were I, super I, cool then. I got to see so many great shows, and I moved out there because I really well. Well, I burnt my house down, got arrested, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, like got in, like a bad fight or whatever, got arrested, but my house burned down, and I got you know like kicked out of that house because it was done. Um, I just decided to move out west, and um, my friends lived in Olympia, Washington, and uh, I didn't like that town. I went out there. I had like a return a return ticket. It was a you know round trip ticket from on Amtrak. Um, I decided after I got the after the house burned down and I got arrested, went to jail for a while, and then got out of the the charge. Cause it wasn't my fault, honestly. Um, I decided to just make it like a one-way ticket and went out to Olympia. I didn't like that town that much, honestly. And I moved up to Seattle by myself and they hired me with a sleeping bag on my back, which is commendable. Wow. Yeah. No God kidding. It, ben. Jesus. Now I got alerts everywhere. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> ben, Steve, don't text me right now. I'm not sure how to turn off my alerts cause granddad's using the damn fucking computer again. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I guess we it's like... We don't see it, so it's okay. That's God telling me I said something funny. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so did, ding, you ding, form, ding. Uh, did you form Band of Horses in Seattle? I did indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was in this other band, but mostly I saved up all my tips at the Crocodile. I saved up all my tips um, and like stashed them in the speaker where I couldn't get to them. Like I shoved them in this, the hole of the speaker so, um, so I knew I couldn't like pull them out. I have to crack. Awesome. I have to crack the thing open if I wanted to get that money. <laughs> Literal piggy bank, speaker bank. <laughs> very much, very much. That's, that's very cool. Seriously. So my friends were, had started a band, and I wanted to like just provide them some CDs to sell at their shows. Um, so I basically started a label um, called Brown Records. And my, it's funny, my my second child was wearing a brown a brown record shirt today because we didn't have any other clothes here. I'm like, damn, that, those things are rare too. Like, 
All right, go ahead. <laughs> Could have gone on eBay, but that's for you, I guess. Um, yeah. But um, no, I, I saved up all my money and started a, you know, a really like a stepping stone kind of record label um, to get my friends onto like the Sub Pops, the Bar Souks, um, the Kill Rock Stars, is all those Northwest labels that were going at that time. That was like, that was like a, a, a certain pinnacle of Seattle. Um, music at the time and Portland and and Olympia for that matter K Records you know uh, Suicide Squeeze all these labels were smashing it I was just trying to be a stepping stone for my friends um, to get to a real label um, and have some CDs to sell at their shows so I didn't break open that speaker until I thought I had enough money to press a thousand CDs where did you where did they record Um, they recorded at uh, Funny enough, the first band I was messing with, I ended up joining the band. I guess I'm getting it's a long the long road here. Um, <laughs> sorry, y'all. I'm like this. No, was, dude, are you kidding I me? Just, I was just saying today I got to learn how to not talk so much, but <laughs> for real, I'm annoying. But um, so <laughs> so they recorded at the the original bass player for Tool that band Tool, Paul Diamore. Okay. Yeah, they recorded at his house. He had like a little studio set up. And it's funny because I'd like been sleeping on the floor of the guy from Blind Melon's house, um, Christopher, who ended up joining live later. Um, I was weeding their weeding their yard, like just pulling out weeds so I could get enough money to go see Nutra Milk Hotel. Um, and um, yeah, they recorded at that place because they believed kind of in the project. I, not kind of, they did. They believed in the project, and then um, I had enough money to at least just press the damn thing. And soon after that, the drummer from that band is called Carissa's Weird. I think there's a poster up there of us somewhere. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, this was, I, I would like to have to press, I mean, I, I like make sure, hey, Ben, I yeah, like, yeah. I would like print the posters and stuff like that, try to promote them. Later, the guy that um, was playing drums, he ended up joining Modest Mouse and I was friends with those guys too. Um, I am friends with those guys. Um, but the band needed a damn drummer. So they taught me how to kind of play drums, which I'm terrible at, but I love playing. And um, once that band broke up, I started Band of Horses because we had this practice space and no one was doing nothing with it. So I, I went there and started trying to write songs. Sorry for the long answer. <laughs> no no dude it's look the story that's why we ask because we want to hear exactly what you did it's so cool to hear all that it's wild transitions and yeah what a trip though man insane from homelessness to like yeah saving every tip um to get to break into that kind of business and then those the bands i was putting out like they were contending with like pearl jams and allison chains and all them like sure and like in the northwest top 20 they had it um, like who's selling the most records at the local record stores? There's an aggregate of that. And I'll be damned if I didn't have three or four records in there most of the time. Wow. That was awesome. Yeah. I know oh, I miss it. Really Brown records. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just showed us a uh, tattoo. I showed you your my boobs and I'm showing you my yeah. boops. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> Boop. Yeah, you got it. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So then you first named the band the horses and then you had to change just, it just horses. Yeah, horses or horses <clears throat> yeah because there was another band an old band exactly yeah uh i started 
naming it. Oh, I named it Horses because when I was homeless, I would always listen to Palace Brothers' song "Horses" before I went to sleep at night, sleeping sleeping rough. Because it has this lyric, it's like "Sleep outside at night and not take fright," and it, it, like brought me a bit of like I don't know uh, a, a a a bit of confidence or something that that I can do this. I can sleep rough and. um when the band started, I wanted to make sure that I stayed humble. So I went back to that as like, um, like a beacon of humility. Um, anywho, um, I talked to the sub pop people and they were like, um, the, the president, Jonathan, he was like, man, I'm sorry, but there's already been a band called horses. And funny enough, Don Johnson, uh, was in that band. Don Johnson of Miami vice fame and so much. Right? Um, I was like, oh, shit, okay. But this is right when the internet's really starting to get going, y'all. For real. Like, and living up in Seattle, like, Amazon.com was a book delivery service. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. I had friends that were, like, millionaires because they worked at Amazon and had that stock. They're like, I'm buying a damn fucking house and retiring. Like, what the hell? Because of a book delivery service? (laughs) As far as we do. So anyway, um, I was I had to secure a domain name for the band. So I went to horses.com, which obviously was taken because horses, the animal. Um, so I just went with Band of Horses to appease um, the internet. So I could get a damn donate, domain name, and I named the band after our internet domain name. That's so freaking rad. One of the first songs that my band wrote was called A Million Wild Horses. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was good. I love horses. Yeah, horses are cool, man. I'm I don't scared ride of them. them or I'm not around them a lot, but... I'm so scared to... of them. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm afraid they're going to kick me or do something shitty to you. I fell off a horse <laughs> once. It's not fun. I bet yeah. it's awful. Yeah. What happened? No, nah, I just kind of like, I fell, you know, it was... It doesn't make well, you want to go back on the horse, but I think wait, I can go back one what, time. Did you like? Did you just like? Did you it just, just went like really fall asleep? fast or something? It just went. I think it didn't want me to be on the horse, so it was like bye bye, see you later. But I have a friend who loves it. She finds it really therapeutic, and she's trying to learn to jump and all that. But it's very dangerous too, doing all that jumping. I think I I have to like make some peace with some horses at some point in my life, and and conquer my fear of them being so much stronger than I am. Or, you gotta do that thing where you touch their hoof and they let you do it, and that means oh, you're yeah. one with that's the horse. assault, madam. That's assault. <laughs> <laughs> what that are you doing? Funny. You're you touching his canceled. hoof. You're getting canceled, Julie. <laughs> Julie's getting canceled today. Oh no, I'm kidding. Wait till this uh, goes viral. What do y'all want to talk about? Sorry, I'm, well, I'm like chewing scenery here. Yeah. What is? No. Um, what would you say is your biggest passion in life? Is it music? Is it sports? Is it is it life? Is it you love living? Do you live in the middle of kind of nowhere, or are you you in South Carolina? I am, yeah, I am in South Carolina for sure, and I live near the beach, so it's not really anywhere near the middle of nowhere. I'm trying to get back. God damn, dude! I don't know how to turn off my damn notifications, Grandpa. Um, 
<laughs> Can y'all hear that when it dings? No. No. Okay, cool. I'll just no, you just that. look insane. That's all. <laughs> oh, I am. Thank yeah. you. Okay. I must have taken a shower. Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> Otherwise, you could probably call the cops on me. Okay. Yeah, I smell you from here, dude. Shit. No, I smell good. I, I feel good. No, I know. Um, I know you look. You're looking good. Dude. I'm clean. I'm good. Did you shower so, for us? I just showered big, for y'all. That's a big deal. I know. I was actually kind of grumpy about it. I was. I was a bit grumpy about it. I was like. Oh my God. I like, cause I didn't get to sleep much last night. I took the kids to school, you know, get up at like six o'clock in the morning, get them to school barely on time. And then I'm like, Oh, I just want to be a person so bad. But then I go fucking insane. Cause I'm like, I'm so obsessed right now with figuring out how many goddamn songs have I written and where are they? What are they? Cause, uh, I guess this kind of goes into what you're asking. What am, what are my passions? Um, music is my passion for sure, but I, I fluctuate at times from I'm hyper-focused on the music side of things or I'm hyper-focused on the adapting the house for the babies kind of thing or I'm hyper-focused on just the babies themselves and like being just a better dad and being a better person kind of things yeah. um, and being, um, uh, yeah, just being a, a whole... <laughs> a-hole person (laughs) (laughs) i didn't cuss that time but um but trying to be a trying to be a better person and um honestly um after going through a lot of hurt uh it's like a repairing process so uh i can't tell exactly who i am sometimes but i know that i love those three things very much yeah i would say so i mean it shows yeah yeah i hope so no, it's, it totally does. Well, it's got to be hard, too, when you're raising kids, but you also, to do what you do, you go on tour and having to leave them. and Oh, my God. Keep that going. Oh, my God. And that's been, you know, the eldest being 14, next one being 12. I mean, that's their whole life is me always having to leave. And so I took a, I made a concerted effort to take time off this year that we're in now 2023 to say you know what fuck this shit dude like i'm going to make my home more their home i'm going to be here for them more and spend real time and not have the looming dark cloud of go make money or die ben that shit yeah yeah sure who gives a fuck i'll make money somehow yeah that's dude. I mean, look at the story you've already told. You've been yeah. doing it for decades, bro. Like, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but yeah, you can't think of it like that when you have like these dependents. I mean, yeah, it's true. it's never ending. You're just like, it is adapt or die, work or starve. That shit is a thing. But yeah. um, I think I'm learning to be a bit more confident in the fact that I can be resilient enough to say, you know what. I'm taking some time off to be with my kids, and that's all that matters. Yeah, that's what I'm passionate about. What about? Dude. Have you ever thought about writing your life story, or doing any? Uh, yeah, I have. I've considered it, and the stories are funny enough to at least get like, you know, fifteen pages or so that might be interesting. <laughs> but um, <laughs> otherwise, I don't know what's going to happen because I'm not done fighting yet. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I feel like it would be very interesting and you could make it it would I think you could make it a very long I mean your story book. of like being, you know, you're homeless and 
Oh my god! I'll tell y'all crazy shit, man. I mean, I've I've flown out of rider trucks onto the street because I was sleeping on them in the middle of traffic. <laughs> like, I, like where all lanes of traffic stop, both the way that the truck was going in and the other way, just to figure out what the fuck just happened. Why is some man flying out of a truck? <laughs> Things Jeez. of that nature. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, maybe there is some fodder to to mine that. Um, well, plus you were in the middle of like this huge music scene. Oh I'm my guessing God. like before anyone even hit it, you know. Yeah, that's like being exactly with the Blind Melon guy and Modest yeah. Mouse and like I don't know, it's pretty, bingo, pretty neat. Uh, bingo, and I got lucky enough to where, um, yeah, I was d- down there at the Crocodile, and I-, I wanted to live in the big city to actually see bands because growing up in South Carolina and Columbia um, or Charleston. Like no bands, there's no major highway that comes through there. So you got to go to Chapel Hill or you go to Athens um, or Atlanta to go see like indie rock shows. Um, They they ain't coming to Columbia. So to go to Seattle and to work at a rock club and like really see how it works, much less I was the dish pit guy. Um, So I was just like the grunt, you know, and I get to like watch all these bands do sound checks and stuff like that. Like watch who was a dick. Who, which bands love each other so much that it's hilarious to do sound check? Like, I'd be in the crow's nest smoking ciggies and just like, hey, 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 this is fucking so sick. This is so cool. And it still is to be like, I, I, that, that part of finally getting to be like in a real place that bands came through. And Seattle wasn't a place like that 10 years prior, by the way, when grunge, grunge was going off. You know, they, people didn't go to Seattle on their tours. They'd skip it because there ain't nothing. Where are you going to? Oh, I'm sorry. Hi. Stop freezing. Um, uh, Please continue. I'm either burning or I'm freezing. I'm (laughs) hot hot and cold. Um, (laughs) But but Seattle was kind of like that too is what I was saying where um, for a long time, a lot of bands didn't travel through Seattle because there's no fucking reason to go there. You know, they'd skip over, um, you know, after San Francisco or Portland, they'd skip over and head back east. Um, to see Seattle change during that time, that indie rock kind of um, awesome heyday of what they were, all these labels, all these independent bands. And um, I, got, I got lucky enough to work at this other place, uh, this bar that's still going. They got one in L.A. too. But all the, all the people that were in bands on Sub Pop and Up Records and Kill Rock Stars and, that, and K and Suicide Squeeze, like, everybody worked there. And everyone covered each other's shifts because everyone's always on tour. Like, I'll cover your shift for a month. When you come back, I realize you're going to take your shift back. Um, to see all those bands happen in that time after not ever being around that kind of thing was um, inspiring, to say the least. Yeah. How old were you when you moved to Seattle? I want to say, I mean, I know I was underage because I got in trouble because I got hired at the Crocodile thanks to Isaac from Modest Mouse. He got me the job. Um, I got in trouble because I was underage, so I had a fake ID. I must have been 19, I think. Nice. 18 or 19. Yeah, yeah I, moved out, I moved out of uh, Irmo, South Carolina, when I was in my second ninth grade. Um, I moved out west and drove out there. To, uh, I drove out to Tucson just to get away from rednecks, basically. <laughs> Jesus. Would you say South yeah. Carolina? Is that full of, what would you say, rednecks? I'd say it's full of Ohioans. 
A lot of people from Ohio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Midwestings. <laughs> Which is uh, fine. You know, um, yeah. but we could use them back there uh, to make the, the voting uh, demographic a bit more like <laughs> even <sane>. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they keep coming here, but we can't win a fucking election over here if you're like a liberal. <laughs> Anywho, um, I'd say there are old school people, not, not so much in Charleston. It's gotten, I mean, there are like old school Charlestonians, but you don't see them too much. They've been priced out like, like much of the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Did you ever meet the band Acceptance? I don't know. Oh, okay. They I'm came out with a record like 20 years ago, and then they broke up, but it was like a just one of a kind record that's now huge as well. Really? Were they yeah, in yeah. Seattle? Dude, you know I'm a lip yeah, yeah, taker. Do not make me find a pen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, they, were, they were a Seattle-based band. Oh, really? And, yeah, yeah. I don't... Yeah, uh, yeah, late, yeah, late, Shit. early two thousands, and uh, I bet we know some people that, uh, in the same circles at least. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's why I was asking. I just I wondered if it was a similar cruise or a cruise who knew the other cruise. Were you, uh, like well, you know, were you friends with acceptance? No, 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 no. Uh, friends that knew. There you acceptance. go. <laughs> You're gonna read that later and be like, "What do I need to accept?" It's a nice word, though. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good word. The guitarist from that band was in also in Anne Berlin. Do you know that band? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we played shows with them when I was in uh, that Chris's Weird Band, the first band that I kind of got forced to be in. Yeah, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, Jason's a big Anne Berlin fan. Rad. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I think I I even have like shirt, like a shirt of theirs. Like we traded merch one night because we were on, like, played the same bill. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, can I ask you something? Yeah. Um, does your brother? Uh, I was listening to y'all's the episode that Julie sent. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Did your brother work at La Poubelle in yes. L.A.? Yes. Oh my God, he totally did. You know yeah. him? Well, I'm not sure if I do yet, but I heard it on. I was taking a shower oh. to clean up for y'all, so I could look so pretty. <laughs> Good job. Um, but I heard that, and I'm like La Poubelle, La Poubelle, because um, that's a bit of a stomping ground for me at sometimes. When I've I've lived at that Best Western down the road at the 101 Cafe, sure. Um, I've I've spent a lot of time living in that hotel, and um, I'd go to La Poubelle as, as a place. So I, I I bet I've met your brother. Oh yeah, that's man, funny. for sure. Yeah, that. Oh, oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> did you I, I'm hear? Glad I remember? Did you hear yeah. that 101 Cafe is now something else? Changed I think names. They changed names, but they didn't tear yeah. it down, right? Yeah, I think it's still a cafe. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope they didn't change anything in it, too. I mean, it was Dude, just so classic. I still go back to that place. I, I, I want, again, like kind of like the horse's name, where I want to be reminded of humility or just, yeah, you know, be. Yeah, yeah. I still go back. I, I recently stayed there when we were making our last record. Um, my friend and I were staying there. And, dude, there are still some people that worked. That they're still working there that worked yeah. back in the old days. And I'm like, she's still hot. She's still hot. Or whatever, dude. Like, like that girl's still attractive. And this is like 10 years fucking later. Like, are you ever going to get the nuts to ask her out? Things like that. Um, but yeah. uh, I, I really hope the culture of that place stays alive uh, like the building does. Please. Yeah, yeah no kidding. 
Yeah, man. But if, uh, tell your brother hi for me. I bet, I bet he's seen our our stupid asses in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Well, there's so it's so funny. There's so many times he texted me like, "Hey, there's this guy that's blah blah blah. Do you know who On that acid? is?" Or like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They call him Benny Hanna, but I think it's the, no. I'm just kidding. It's a, no, so like it's kind of trippy to hear that though. That you're like, yeah, yeah, Poobel. What? So trippy. I've, yeah, and recently went back there um, when we were finished the record, like right before COVID started. Um, and my friend, he's from here. He's from South Carolina. He'd never been out to um, like the West Coast, so his mind's oh, wow. just like you know, he's so wide eyed and yeah, um, you know, just so horny for it all. And uh, and it was like we were kind of like finishing the record with um, our friend Dave Sardi, who's awesome, lives in Los Angeles, and Hollywood, like up right up the damn hill, you can walk to his studio. That's why I oh, always nice. stay at that Best Western. And uh, we'd go to La Pubelle and just be tripping our nuts off and like making friends like hell. Honestly, like not you know drinking one beer for like two hours. Just smiling and laughing with new friends. I swear to God, that guy made so many friends. Oh my God, I'd have to go home at some point. That's yeah, no kidding. Was that was so? You said that the last time that you were there, hanging out was right before COVID. It was. Yeah, we got the album done right before COVID, which kind of put a stop to the whole like releasing the album thing. Sure, sure. Yeah, dude. Then you for sure saw him because yeah, that was literally right when he last worked there. Was really? Yes, a hundred percent. Oh my God. Yeah. Dude, I bet he knows us somehow. I, I'm yeah. sure. I'm, dude, absolutely. We I were talking. I'll have to send you. I'll just send you a picture of him. He's. Yeah, yeah. yeah Shit, you would dude. remember him. I bet at least Wolfie's gonna know. That's my homie. Lives here. Like, help me produce the record. Um, Wolfie's gonna remember every single person that got in front of his face. So um, <laughs> we'll line it up. But either way, tell your brother hi for me. I will, man. That's yeah, funny. that's very cool. So I love you that say, place. Uh, your yeah, connection it's a, it's to LA place. is pretty strong. The like connection to alive. L.A.? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I moved out to Tucson when I first left Irma. Um, Tucson, Arizona. My mom lived out there. And it was I, I pretty much tricked her. I was like, yeah, I'll finish high school. I'll go like another another 10th grade or some shit or whatever. Uh, I got kicked out of school within like a week for missing too many days. I was like, okay, I'm going to go live in someone's closet who sells heroin. Thank you. Um <laughs> Oh in LA? Yeah. Hey, it's a classic story, Is right? That in LA, though? No, it's in Tucson, but uh, then I was hanging out with those people that were selling heroin and doing it. And it's like, they got to go kick. So uh, I had a decent enough car to drive me from Irmo to Tucson. I figure I have a decent enough car to drive me from Tucson to Los Angeles and get them the fuck out of town and help them kick. So um, I would take them there to kick a couple times, actually. It took a couple times. Yeah. How about you? You said you did heroin. It wasn't something that you got addicted I, to. No, I did not. I didn't. I I I won't lie to you. Like I I tried it out, but um, I wasn't that reckless, honestly. Like um, I have, I do have like a good core uh, belief system in myself that doesn't need that kind of shit, honestly. Um, and I was lucky to. Stay away from it. While my friends were deep, uh, deep six, honestly, into it, um, I was there to help yeah. them get away from it and not be a person that was an enabler, but uh, a detractant or whatever. But is L.A. Yeah. a place to get away from heroin? Seems like it'd be pretty big. <sighs> they. It's funny because I've never been to L.A. I again come from Irmo, population fucking twelve or whatever. 
Um, <laughs> I know it's probably more than that now, but um, but to the thought of even going to LA just seemed insane. Like Tucson seemed like a huge city to me um, to go to LA. But these 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 folks, I won't name them, but these folks were they had like a romanticism thing with LA yeah. that um, I was like, well, I'll drive you there as long as we don't take any dope and y'all kick on the way and on the way back, you're going to have to sweat it out. So we kick, uh, they would kick cold Turkey out there and I'd just drive us back and it wasn't but eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's cr- I know. I was going to say, I definitely know. We're I'm pretty sure you need to write years. a book. Dude. That's fine. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's I like, don't have a job. I don't really have a job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just taking care of these kids and um, and trying to make my house better right now. But I do, I may, I do think about like picking up shifts at Burger King or something just to, like get songs back because I've been a dish, <laughs> I've been a dish d- digger the whole time, like a dish pit dude. Um, where like I love. I love the feeling of being like a dish pit guy. You're going to be wet as crap on Friday night, Saturday night, you're gonna, or Sunday mornings, brunches. You're going to get wet up. So I like just the uh, humility in that too of like, I'm the wettest dude in the damn building. I'm like getting a rash about whatever the hell y'all ate on my tummy. <laughs> but I'm... I'll I'll be the fucking happiest ass motherfucker in the goddamn building too to make sure that y'all forget that that it's tough to do this job like to the servers and to the managers if you if you pretend to have a good ass day in a dish pit man before you know it you're having a great damn day and you forgot that it was a chore yeah sure goddamn yeah. man I'm not sure I, I answered your that. question though. You're like Jason's like, God damn, Ben, I love you. It's true. Love you, bro. No, For, oh, dude, I'm 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 a I'm a quick study, and I'm uh I'm a quick friend for real. Good luck yeah, getting yeah, me off are. the phone. I was grumpy about it before. <laughs> ben, I gotta go. Someone's dying. So hold on, let me just finish this real quick. Um, <laughs> so it happens. It happens. That's funny. We were talking about like you know you you get these personas from people, and I've chatted with you before. Um, at the radio station I work for, but we imagine that your dream would be to live in like a trailer in the middle of the woods. That'd be Maybe fine. Similar. Yeah. That'd be fine. I mean, if, if my kids weren't <laughs> such fucking teenagers about it, and like, <laughs> I don't like to live in a fucking, I want to live in the rich people part or whatever, like, <laughs> so boring. But, um, yeah, I think soon. Do you make them go camping? Have you ever camped with them? I little have outdoors, camped with them. Outdoorsy. Thing is, I slept I outside. I slept outside enough in my youth where I don't fetishize yeah. sleeping outside. You're like, no thanks. Been there, no. done that. No, it's a weird kink. Honestly, like, <laughs> I'd rather be inside where there ain't something fucking eating at me, or like somebody like you know starting the engine that I'm trying to you know sleep in the bed of their, their truck. Yeah, so or you, or if you like rent a camper and then you're just like, cool. Now I'm on the road, like from the beginning of the time, where we have to get in a van and there's six of us, fucking yeah. on top of each other. I know, I know. I really do really like nice having camper. a place. Um, yeah. But I've also done like I did like one solo tour. There's a poster from it above me. That bird smell thing here, Ben. Where's your finger? There it is. Oh, uh, oh yeah. It's supposed to be a turtle eating. The moon behind the other moon. And I'm not sure why I thought of that concept. But um, but uh, I went on that tour, like a solo tour. 
Uh, which is terrifying because I suck. Honestly, I, I truly suck at music. But right, um, right. for real. And uh, I took my friend Brian Cates, who I like just adore his music. He's such a brilliant songwriter. And then my friend Matt Gentling, who plays in Archers of Loaf. <laughs> Where are you at, Archers? They're up there. Archers, I've seen them more than any band. Uh, oh, it's hiding from us. It's somewhere up there. It's here, Ben. Um, but I've seen Archers more, more times than any band uh, that I ever saw. Um, still, I'll still go see them. But um, uh, your solo I took, tour, yeah, yeah. I took Matt from Archers on tour with us, um, and Brian Cates, and they like helped me out a couple songs, and we slept in a um, an RV, and we'd you know get we'd forge for wood every night and shit in in the forest, like trying to break branches and shit, and recording music and <laughs> drinking booze and eating damn potatoes and shit wrapped up in tinfoil on the fire. I mean, it was, it was the most beautiful time I've had sleeping rough um, since, you know, being homeless, which was like, you know, a bit of an ouchie. Um, but now Matt's also, uh, Matt's, he plays in Band of Horses now, thank God. Oh, nice. Oh, He's one cool. of the newer members, right? Yeah. Matt and Very cool. Brett? Is he, Brett is Nash, he is bass he or band? guitar? Matt plays bass, and he plays it very, very well. And then um, my girlfriend Jenna is... Brett's roommate, uh, Brett Nash, he's the new guitar, newer guitar player. Um, yeah, yeah. And Brett's fucking awesome, man. Brett's so cool. He's like one of my favorite people alive. But I love all those guys so much. Yeah, that's awesome. So now you have a new lady love. You went through a hard divorce. And now yeah. You have a lady love. Hey, wait, guys, guys, guys. I have an idea. Why don't we continue this next week for part two? What? And make these poor people wait for the rest of this amazing podcast? I know, I know. It sounds crazy, but guess what? It's what I do, so we're doing it. You're such a tease, Jason Friday. They don't call me Teasy Pleasy McFriday McNeasy for nothing. (laughs) All right, guys, he said it. Until next time, part two of Ben Bridwell of Band of Horses coming at you next week. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To Podcast. Find us on Instagram at Cause I Have To Podcast. Email us at Cause I Have To Podcast at gmail.com. If you know someone living their dreams, tell us about them. And if you dig what you hear, please share, share the, the podcast, podcast on, on your, your socials, socials so we can grow this baby. Okay, folks, until next time.